0: Boaters, boaters! This is Bully from All Docked Up. How you doing? <laughs> and it's Thursday night, it's podcast night, and uh, always to my right, Captain
1: Buzzword. Good evening, uh, happy boating season, Captain Buzz here. Buzzword, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I, you know, for our boater bites tonight, so. Like last week we we did a podcast from the back of my boat down in St. Michaels. St. Michaels, yeah, we did a live podcast and and uh, all natural on that one baby. Right, and we had gone out the night before so we talked about that wonderful restaurant Limoncello that we went to. Tonight, now and we we can have it next week, but you know, we were both busy today so I brought over the pot stickers and the coconut shrimp. Dude, we, we rocked it. it. We didn't get to it, right? But we will because when I got here you had the fettuccine, and the Cento San Marzano sauce, and the Italian sausage, and the what garlic bread, and it's it's Thursday pasta night. Cap,
0: right? I put that together in 15 minutes, dude. I, and tell I felt because we were talking, guys. We were talking uh, on oh, a yeah. phone call earlier, and uh, Buzz caps over. He's like, Paulie, you know, you don't have to cook tonight. I blew out my back last week. Okay. <laughs> uh, spend four days at home on the floor. There are spots that big guys should not crawl into, uh, on board. So I paid the uh, ultimate price, but, uh,
1: Holy moly. Yeah. That was an awesome dinner in 15 minutes. It was like no joke. I enjoyed everything. But when we're, we're all set up next week for coconut shrimp and potstickers, right now we can have those as an appetizer. If you we still have want a little to... appetizer, still, you want to get your cook on, yeah, you know, I'm fat that.
0: and I got to eat. So that's definitely <laughs> not going to work. Okay? <laughs> and you're, and you're an Italian. You know? I got to eat it. You give me the coconut shrimp and, uh, you know, a couple, uh you know, slot. What the hell have you got over the potstickers? Pot yeah. Sweet,
1: sweet and sour. Sometimes. Yeah. Those
0: are appetizers. Those are not the main all right, course. All
1: right. Well, we'll, we'll rock those out again. Week okay, so let's talk about the captain's brief. You know, I ran my boat back from uh St. Michael's to Chesapeake City this past weekend, and and it was the one of the busiest boating days I've ever seen because we know, right, there's a lot of new boaters, right? That we're trying to help help them understand what's going on, and the Coast Guard came on the VHF no lie at least six times on my journey to why the, well to tell people. To not use channel 16 for radio checks and chatter. Well, that's not good. It's channel
0: 16 is used for one purpose and one purpose only for emergency
1: use to the United States coast guard and, and hailing. So you can hail. you can say, Hey, you're on 16. Yes. You can can hail then immediately transfer to another station and have your conversation. Right. When I went off a 16,
0: I did, I I did a, uh, you know, a shakedown cruise with a customer today, Mm. by the way, Guys, when I tell you the story of what I did over the past couple of days, um, mother of good God, that was disgusting. Buzzy, I'll, I'll tell you that story. But I did a shakedown cruise with uh, a customer today. We went to the Chesapeake Inn, hailed them on channel 16, and instantly transferred me to channel 6-8 or 6-9. Yep. Ship to ship, channel 6-8. There you can have your chatter and your
1: conversations. Exactly. And if you need a radio check... Use channel nine or six, eight, or en- just use any other channel, but 16. Well, yeah. sorry. Let me, let me, let me. Don't use 13. 13 is specifically for the shipping channel and, and commercial, commercial traffic and bridge traffic. Okay. So that's commercial not, traffic that's not a place to do to, to do uh, radio check. So either. stay
0: away from 13 unless you're on a commercial vessel and
1: 16. Well, but, but remember that, uh, cause we talked about this on one of our earlier podcasts that if you're in the shipping channel, just monitor 13 right and if you're coming to a bridge you need to talk to the tender you've got to talk to on 13 but both of those channels and, and in particular 16 do not use radio radio checks on 16. no you use should another.
0: no that's open for emergencies only if somebody's trying you know to hail the United States Coast Guard because there's been a boating accident and you're and you're jamming it up with
1: radio checks that's a problem it's you know you'll even hear the Coast Guard when they want to do an emergency broadcast they use 16. To tell you about it and they tell you to go to 22 they'll come on and say this is the you know the coast guard other baltimore whatever section delaware bay Secretary Secretary delaware baltimore bay, baltimore you know special weather alert or special mariner uh you know a uh, uh, watch please ten, please switch to uh channel 22 alpha and if you want to hear the rest of the message then you follow them over to 22 they never stay on 16 themselves because it's only for hailing and emergencies so very very important for our new boaters." And, and in particular, uh, you know, again, for the new boater, so they, they don't they don't no, clog up 16. Listen, there's a lot of new boaters out in the water, a lot
0: of novice boaters out in the water. We all learned. We all started somewhere. We all made mistakes along the way, but we took the time to learn. Guys, please listen to the podcast. <laughs> learn, like learn as much as you can. Become a sponge. Understand, you know, the, the procedures that you have to follow, the rules of the road. Understand what's going on. Take your boater safety certificate. Great, great Go
1: online and do it. Yeah, it's really good.
0: Because no matter how you slice and dice it, listen, there's going to be people who know what's going on. So if you're following the rules and you're coming up to a boater that's not going to follow the rules and you can see it, it's displayed very easily what they're doing. That's a problem. Because you can follow the rules all you want. At the end of the day, you could still end up in, in a crash. All right. Detailers briefing. I know you got a story for us. De- I'll tell you what. I, <laughs> oh, my mother. A good God. A son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm, I was listing. I didn't list a boat. I'm sorry. Uh, a boater's wife got injured on board. So they want to downgrade to another boat. Oh. Okay. Uh, it was sad. She broke her leg pretty badly. It was, oh, a, it was a horrible, horrible, in, uh, you know, problem. Uh, ambulance on scene. Shipped down to Philadelphia, ah, she got gosh. hurt. Rural bed. Oh, a shame. So, in the process of that, the owner's husband calls me and says, Paulie, get rid of this boat. Get a broker. Have him contact me and just take care of it for me." And and I'm advocating directly to the to the broker. He's focused on his wife right now. Yeah, he can't deal with this. So, in the process, the broker calls me and says, Paulie, the boat smells like low tide." Oh. So we got a real nasty problem, like the bale pigs. Like the bale pigs, man. <laughs> oh my god, it was so bad. And I'm like, "What are you talking about? I did a full exterior on the de- uh, on the exterior detail. I'm, I'm tongue twisted. Um, I got like bleach head. I swear to God, <laughs> I, I had bleach brain right well, you're now.
1: We're not supposed to put it in ice and have a cocktail. I mean. No,
0: but I'll tell you what. If you use as much as I've used in the past couple of days, it's <laughs> bad. Um, so on this gentleman's vacuum flush. So he's telling me that there's a stench. So we have stagnant water possibly in a bilge somewhere. Uh But guys, go in your engine room. If you have a vacuum flush system on board, please check your system. The actual vacuum tank itself ruptured. And he was using his toilet for all last summer Uh and then this past weekend. And it was literally overflowing into the bilge. Okay. Okay. There was more black mold. I
1: can't even get my mind around.
0: You can't get your mind around. Why are you trying being the guy that you got? Here's Paulie. I'm like, somebody bring me a ball of KY because my fat ass is not fitting in that hole. It's not happening. So you got to get, I got my two and a half gallon sprayer out and I have to get rid of fecal matter and urine (laughs) and God knows what else. Out of the bilge, and I (laughs) started. See, you think it sounds just the engine room. Yeah, okay. I started from the front bilge on at the front forward stateroom. Uh, Oh, it's going through bulkhead. Right. It was literally running underneath. It was the most disgusting thing. I started on the forward of the boat, forward stateroom, forward head from that bilge and worked my way all the way back. I was crawling under stairs. This was disgusting, and that is literally a shit show. that's a shit show okay. <laughs> this is Niki this is no good okay wow. and and the owner he is awesome. he is an awesome guy, very, very nice man, great customer, his wife's you know loved the detail that we did on the boat, but literally for the past two days, that's what
1: I've been doing so so hold it. Didn't she tell him that she didn't want him to sell the boat? Oh, right, so all? this woman is laying <laughs> on a finger slip. She's laying on a finger pier with her leg
0: busted. And, and come to find out in four places, Ow. ankle, knee, and then, you know, just below the knee. And I don't know if she did her femur in as well. She's yeah. in deep trouble. She was in deep trouble. Yeah, yeah, The first two hospitals she went to said, you have to go to Penn in Philadelphia. This, did, we, we can't help you. Elkton couldn't help her. and And Christiana didn't want to help her either. So she goes to the, she got her bed, yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, this guy is frazzled, but she's screaming at her husband, you try and sell the boat when I'm in the hospital, I'll kill you. <laughs> and, dude, I'm telling you the low, the, the guys who work at the Marina, she are not ready me to give that, it up. She wasn't that ready that to lie. give it up. And I believe she's like 65, 66 years old. God bless her.
1: That's awesome. So
0: when you guys just check your, if you have vacuum, vacuum flush. When you are in your engine room or anywhere that you see a septic line that comes off one of your toilets, yeah. rub your hand down it. If it's yeah. nice and smooth, then you're good. If you Smell you, your hand, too. Well, not only that. Well, you'll know instantly. If yeah. you touch a septic line that's been permeated, right. that's old, that's got to be changed. When you go to rub your hand down it, it's sticky. Ah, so you'll know. If okay. that line's been permeated and it's done. Yeah, yeah. That's when you start getting. You everyone's been on somebody's boat that you walk into the cabin and it's got that boat
1: smell, and a lot of the times that's it. So guys, check your systems on board. Yeah, the, and 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 I had some vacuum flush issues. I have worked on mine extensively. Uh, I've rebuilt you know the the actual toilet all the way down to the to the floor, uh, the, the the ball valve and the, and the seals and the check valve, all of that. And I've done duck bills and billows. I've done a lot of the work on the back. Foot, so I know exactly what, what happened painful. So oh my God. Yeah, that, that's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's nasty, but you know, as you say, you've got to go down there and take a look once in a while. Go to just check yours. And well, here's another thing. So
0: in the aft cabin bathroom, okay, the shower boxes forward and F both failed. Oh. So while him and his wife are showering and using the, the, you know, the main bathroom, or I'm sorry, the main head in the aft cabin, It was literally overflowing from the shower box going into that bills. So, all of this is compound, like together. Cause I said, I said to the customer, I said, Boss, you have two failed boxes. I took the lids off, cleaned them out, float switch failed in one, the other side, the other pump in the forward stateroom. I can't get to work.
1: Wow. It was disgusting.
0: (laughs) So, I cleaned them all out. And I'll tell you what, the mechanics, are going to whatever mechanic that does get to work on that boat. You've
1: already done all the nasty He is so
0: thankful because he stopped by the boat and he's like, Paulie, you have no idea. He's like, this is going to be a tough job in general. Because when he starts ripping lines apart, it's going to be nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? But at least everything is clean. Mechanics like clean bilges. They don't like
1: dirty bilges.
0: And they care for your boat better if you do have a well-detailed, clean boat and your bilge is done.
1: Very good point. You don't want to go to the doctor dirty. You don't want to send the mechanic to your boat when it's dirty. Same thing.
0: Hey, your mother always told you to have a clean pair of underwear no matter <laughs> what the case may be. I mean, things got to be clean. Your mom told you back in the day. That's
1: All right, so we've got a couple of topics today. Good, talk about dropping a good, bomb, good, huh? Good, good, good details. I
0: took favorite. one for the entire boating family. Yes, yeah. you did. I Hola swear. familia,
1: cleaning. Oh God, it was <laughs> terrible. So, <laughs> want to talk about um, running your boat at night, and specifically, I want to talk about the lights on your vessel. We've done
0: plenty of midnight runs. Sure, we have.
1: Sure we have, but I love
0: being out underway at night.
1: I would never be underway without the proper lights on, right? You got to have them. Well, so, of course. So every, every boat needs to have, um, side lights, right? Port side is red. Starboard is green. And if you think about one of our previous podcasts, we talked about the right of way, right? If someone is coming from your port side, they see a red light. Well, they know then you have the right of way, but we'll save that for now. So you've got to have your port 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 light and your starboard light red and green.
0: Well, your natural running lights and your nav lights.
1: Correct. And then you have to ha- now, depending on the size of your vessel, if your vessel is less than 39.4 feet long, then you need to have, you, you can have a masthead and a stern light. They can be combined okay. into an all around light. Okay. Right. So you'll see, some ski boats and right, uh, they put a they like put a pole in the back of the boat when they're running at night. Sure, that's an all around. light. That's an all around light. That that's because it's smaller than thirty nine point four feet, so they can combine a mast headlight, which only shines forward, and a stern light. So a boat smaller can have an all around light, and so vessels over thirty nine feet must have a stern light and a mast headlight. So my boat, right? I'm forty five feet overall. So I've got a forward-facing mast light off the uh, hard top, okay, and then I've got a stern light on the back of the boat. Sure, right. So you count them all. I've got yeah. You got the
0: little, you got the little white light that's in a pocket, you know, like a hockey puck, little light that's right on, on the, the back the transom. Of the transom. Yeah, exactly. And then when you go onto your hard top you have your mast all the way
1: or your all around facing no facing forward. Yes, the, right.
0: Right. That's what's illuminated facing forward unless you're out on anchor. Correct. And when you switch it to the anchor light, the all around light turns on. That's all the way exactly around. right. That's
1: where I was going to go next. And then you have your forward running lights, your red and your green. That's right. When you're at anchor, the navigation lights are the red and green are extinguished. Yeah, well, they turn off when you go to, right, when you go to put it on anchor, it turns itself off. You have just an all-around light. That signifies to other boaters that you are at anchor. You are at anchor, out on the hook, baby. On the hook. When you have your, you know, your port and starboard lights on, they know you're running. Okay. (sighs) And so one more thing for sailboats, um, if a sailboat is under sail, they have the port and starboard lights, the red and the green, and they have a stern light. Right. So there's no there's no masthead light when they're running under sail. When they're running as a power boat or with no sail, they're running their engine. Then they follow the same rules as a boat over thirty nine point four feet. They need a mast head. Gotcha. And a stern. light. Good man, because I'll All tell right? you what the so sailboating
0: then, side I don't know about. Right. So, so then, then you can tell
1: when a boat when a sailboat is under sail, when you see a single stern light. And a red and green navigation lights, and no masthead light. They're under sail. If you see a masthead light, then consider it just like a powerboat. Gotcha. So that's the way to tell the difference. So it's important, and and so you know where where we're kind of going with this. It's important, and Paulie mentioned it earlier. We recommend that that all new boaters take take the safety course, whatever state they're in the boater safety, uh, get your really boater worth safety worthwhile. certificate. Yeah. I'm
0: sorry. And to be, it should be mandatory. If you are owning a boat and you're going out on the water, my personal humble opinion, you need to be qualified. I'm sorry.
1: Well, it's a good, and it, and that probably, that's a great segue into our next topic, which is, and this is, this is going to be specific to the state of Maryland. Who can operate a vessel? Who, who Who's allowed? Yeah, to we're going to
0: actually, I had spoken to the DNR and I'm waiting to get approval for them to come onto the podcast. That'd be awesome. Well, absolutely. Listen, yeah. the, the DNR are not our enemies. The United no. States Coast Guard are not our enemies. No. They're there to help us. Okay. When we break the rules, we pay the price. It is what it is. It sucks. But what are you going to do? If you follow the rules, you're good to go. So personally, when you see the DNR, take a couple minutes, have a conversation. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Shake the man's hand and and ask questions. Yeah. Don't be shy for the love of God. Yeah, that's a good point. They're, they're, Just ask them. They've always used...
1: been very friendly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. they're they're willing to tell you I mean let's really face it they're out there they're working do you really believe that they would like to deal with bonehead decisions <laughs> all day long no I, I really like the idea of having them on a podcast I'm excited right? I'm just waiting on approval and okay. I'll tell you what he was so excited good to the officer I spoke to from the DNR because he's like really you guys are educating boaters teaching the rules especially on a local basis up yeah. and down the bay yeah. and wherever we were. yes good So we got to, listen, we got to, if we don't spend more time educating, more people are going to get hurt, more people are going to die. And it's the bottom line brass tacks. Well,
1: we want folks to have fun and enjoy their boats, right? Without getting into trouble and getting hurt. Right. Okay. So let's talk about, and again, this is going to be specific for Maryland about who may operate a vessel. So it has to do with a specific date. You're either born on or after July 1, 1972, right? If you're born before that date. You are grandfathered. You're good to go.
0: You are good to go. Right. If you are born after January 1 of...
1: 1972. 72. Not January. July 1st. Oh, my bad. So, summertime. Uh, that means you must have, if you're boating, you're a resident of Maryland, you're boating in Maryland, you must have passed the Maryland Safe Boating Course, and you must have your certificate on board. It's a requirement. Right? you got to have it, and you have to be able to... Uh, you know, um, produce it if you, if you get stopped. So there's also exemptions to that. And there's quite a few. So let me go through a couple of those. If you, if you're boating in Maryland and you're born after July, 1972 and you're a licensed captain, you're exempt. Obviously. Cause you're, you got your ticket, (laughs) you got your ticket. I think you've, I think you've proved yourself. So the other thing is, is if you're a visitor from a foreign country, okay, you don't have to have, Okay, you uh, or if you're a resident from another state, and you've been boating in Maryland for less than 60 days, now that's for boats or personal watercraft. Okay, now it also assumes that those boats from out of state are also properly registered in your home state. Okay, so that's that's pre you know that's part of it. And We're diving into rule books now, baby. That's right. And Spice it up, Margaret, so our members don't <laughs> fall asleep. And you're 16 years or older. Correct. Right? So that's an and. So 60 days, if you're out of state, 60 days or less, the properly registered boat and you're over 16. Or you've passed a boating safety course in another state. However, it needs to be proved, by, approved by, and here's the tongue twister, the National Association of State Boating Law Administrators.
0: Yeah, try to spit that out five times fast. So I say that
1: fast two times. So I'm going to assume that if you've passed a boating safety course in another state, this national association has, you know, rendered that course approved, right? So so again, a couple of assumptions and a couple of exemptions there. Bottom line. Buck up, Margaret. And take it. the course. Take the course and be done with it. It's a really it's a good. Really, I've taken it. Or you're going to get a bada bing, bada boom. Well, from Rip- <laughs> I'm also a licensed captain, so I've gone to the extreme. But you know, when I first started boating, I said, I'm going to take the course. And I learned a lot. And it's it's a lot of fun, actually. They make it very interactive. It's about, I want to say, it's about five hours uh, back and forth. Now, I didn't need to because I was <laughs> I was born before July 72. Um, but, the uh, you old
0: bastard, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> if you didn't think I wasn't throwing that one out there, you're I, nuts. I softballed. that. Oh, one.
0: you did. And normally I'm the one softballing to <laughs> you. <laughs> and good. you're sitting there with a bat like that boy, throw me another one. Jackie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, <laughs> I'm telling you. Anyway, it's very worthwhile. We encourage everyone to uh, take the safe boating course, whatever state they reside in and understand the rules of running at night. And um, all the rules of navigation, and it's a all the safety equipment, it's it's really good. Course, I have the
0: greatest story of all time. Let's go. Okay, when I first got into boating, the first boat that I bought was $350 from an auction. Okay, Okay. it was a 1968 Aristocrat with a 40 horsepower Johnson uh, Evan Rude. Two-stroke motor on the back. It. When you fired that son of a bitch up, mean, it mean, looked mean, like mean, you were on fire. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was the coolest cat in town. So my father, being an ex-merchant marine captain from Naples, oh, Italy. so he's not going to let okay, you be a... No, my father's like, yeah. okay, buddy, you want to get into boating? You know, dad steps up, El Capitano steps up. Right. You know, my father ran 600 foot ships nice. so of course it was like all right what do you got what well, you know let's talk safety equipment <laughs> and he went right through it so i sees like you you have to find out local what you need you need it to take a, a boater safety test okay and this is coming from my broken english father from naples italy it was nice. the funniest thing hey. in the world Went ahead. Good advice, away. though. It was sound it, it sounded. Oh, it was sound advice. Are you kidding me? If I didn't, my father would crack me upside the head. He's <laughs> off the boat Italian. If you look crooked, you get smacked. I'm going to be 40 it's... in July, and I'm getting a fresh one upside the head. And it wouldn't head. be a float
1: cushion. It'd be a paddle.
0: Ah, oh, dude, my mother threw 10-pound <laughs> crystal ashtrays. Louise, are Ouch. you kidding me? That woman, if she, she took you out around the corner through the wall. <laughs> but uh, I took my boater safety course. And my younger brother got himself a new husky puppy. (laughs) Cutest little thing in the world. Until the son of a bitch bites through the power cord and it didn't save when I was all said and done. I almost killed that dog. The battery in the laptop was was done. So you're almost on the
1: course? I literally
0: was just done and ready to submit. And literally that son of a bitch chewed through
1: the damn cord. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. If you're on the Maryland's, if you're, and I'm talking Maryland, because that's the course I took, it'll save for you. So you won't lose your progress and you can jump back in. It's not five hours straight. You can do an hour, save it, come back. So even if your puppy chooses your court, you're going to be all Dude, right. Dude, I'm telling you, I flipped out. I almost <laughs> took
0: my laptop and turned it into a Frisbee and I was going to take that dog out, right? his legs out from underneath I was like, you got to be kidding me. That is funny. And I love dogs. I was just, I was bad
1: So there, there's one more thing I want to cover and, and it happened to me. It happens to me all the time. Uh, and it has to do with, um, with uh, wave runners, personal watercraft. And it's more of a safety tip for, for you folks. You know, there
0: was over 700,000 new
1: wave runners sold last year,
0: 744,000 plus
1: there, there were a, a few hundred out last Saturday. And so my boat, generates a pretty significant wake okay yeah right the old big girl throws a nice little rooster tail and you're squatting through the water and you're throwing a wake right you know and uh and so i get a lot of wave runners that like to jump my wake okay fine that's cool right if i was running one yeah i would probably do that too except i want you got
0: to keep the 100 foot rule you got to keep you and that's anything around you Another boater, if you're out there, by the way, if you're out on a wave runner, follow the 100-foot rule, guys, because I'll tell you what, the DNR cop that I was talking to gave the guys tickets on the C&D Canal because they weren't following the 100-foot rule. If you're out there with three separate wave runners, and you're out there playing around with one another, and you're enjoying yourself, and you're hopping waves, you're doing whatever, anything that's around you, you need 100 feet, including the guys you're riding with. Good call. Keep 100 feet. Because it's real easy to smack into your buddy when you're when you're playing around at fifty mile an
1: hour. Well, that's that's a good call. That's a good call. And my my point for folks, because you know I'm at the helm and it's a it's a fairly large boat, right? Got a lot of freeboard and it blocks the view. So when somebody's coming across perpendicular to my wake to make a jump, they can't see a boat coming, right? No, because por- the boats port to port from me. No, running it's at a major blind spot. A, that's exactly. So they're in the air. And a lot of them are. And if when they land, they could be right in the path. Yeah, because if another boat, boat passes me. you on your starboard side, and he hits the wave off your port side. He's going to have a real bad day. Yeah. So you just, just uh, j- it's cool. And matter of fact, I, I kind of always look around and see how much air they get. Uh, so, but. Oh, I'm when always, you see them, the guys who really know what they're doing, it's phenomenal. <laughs> I love it. But, but, they but have be to,
0: very safe in the process that's, and follow that's, the
1: laws when you're doing that's it. That's all I'm saying is, is
0: be careful. Don't be a Momo. Bing bang. You know, it, don't <laughs> do it. Okay. Nobody wants to crash. Because <laughs> I'll tell you what. If I have a, a wave runner land on the front of my bow, I might have to kick in the cool.
1: Okay, well, you yeah. know, they're going to get hurt. Yeah, like, that's don't want that's that.
0: big trouble. Don't want yeah. That. With all funny aside, that's big trouble.
1: I'll tell you what, Buzzy. I
0: I am fat right now and full from dinner.
1: Oh, it's delicious.
0: And I need another cocktail. So I'll tell you what. Paulie standing by on 6-8. Captain Buzz standing by on 6-8. Guys, have a great night. Be safe.
1: Thank you.